Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. One for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. You don't know this one? I have no I think your love of pop music has really dwindled in the years that we've known each other. You used to be walking around singing all kinds of poppy tunes. This is Ed Sheeran. Four years ago, number one for a long time. Oh, that's why you're doing it. You yeah. do do that. You put the number one song. Was we're taking a look at a team that played this year, and it's the 2016-17 Iowa State men's basketball program and the Roshan Corporation Spotlight Team of the Day. Ed Sheeran, he was on... Uh, he had a cameo. Is he the redhead? He is, yes. Right, he was in Game of Thrones. Oh, really? For like one episode, sitting around a campfire singing. And I, I didn't know who he was, but I know. I remember Twitter going crazy that Ed Sheeran was in it. What's he doing in it? And he's, anyways. As I'm looking back, that was a show that I know you were deep into. Oh, a lot I of loved it. were into it and figured during this time without sports, I'd catch up on that. Breaking Bad. I've only seen the first couple of episodes. I have not seen a single episode. And I've heard nothing but great Same, things likewise. about it. I told you when Jack was born, the one thing I did do was revisit Sopranos. Mm-hmm. But that was even before we hit the quarantine. It was just yeah. when I'd be up at 1 a.m. and I'd be feeding them. And eh, let's go back and, and relive that. But outside of that, I really haven't caught up on anything that I thought I would have without sports over these last three months. Yeah, I've been, uh, like I said, uh, Mountain Men, I, I know all the characters. I could pass the test on the Mountain Men, um, uh, Life Below Zero. Uh-huh. I'm into this show Bark Skins now. Bark Skins. It's Monday night. It's, uh, eh, you know what, I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, But it's okay. It's it's all right. It's You know what it's doing? It's passing the time until we, until we get through this. Let me clean something up that I said, but I'm not going to fall on the sword for this one because this was a misspeak by the governor of Florida, okay, who had his press conference and reported that at Orlando International Airport, the 260 of the 500 employees tested positive. Mm-hmm. He said that. So However, right. So he's, his staff has had to come out and clean it up since then. He meant to say two. He said 260. He said two, and I just watched it during the break. Plain as day, 260 of the 500 employees have tested positive. It's two. Okay, so that's not nearly as concerning. Right, as as if you might have been listening at 10-10 when we're getting into what's going on in college football. And blah, blah. So if you were, had a ticket to Orlando and I you know, put the fear of God in you uh, because you happen to be listening to this knucklehead, and he said, but again, this was... Right from him. This is the importance of listening to all two hours of Miller and Condon because right. when we screw up, we come back and try to fix it later in the program. We do, and because that that was a bad, look at again. I said it, but I was just regurgitating right. what an Orlando reporter put out there and, and attached the video to. So, anyways, yeah, that's a little bit of a difference, right? That's a two hundred fifty-eight. So instead of fifty-two percent of the employees 
I don't know what the number would work. Two of 500. You do the math. Anyways, I didn't know there was going to be math or I had been prepared here today. I do know that we're going to talk about the team of the day. Uh, as we've been doing this during the non-sports era. Roshan Corporation sponsors. Trent and I pick a team. We move around. Now, to be fair and to be honest, it's uh, Iowa and Iowa State are going to dominate these. Mm-hmm. We've done the uh, the Drake teams. We've done the, uh, the uh, UNI teams. No, we haven't done yet the team that Flacco beat. The Panther oh, team yeah. at Flacco beat. Eric Sanders as yes. the quarterback for you and I, undefeated mm-hmm. regular season, number one seed in the FCS playoffs. With a trip to Chattanooga on the line, or was there one more to I go? I think there was one more was to there? go. I believe that was in the quarterfinals when Flacco came in. I uh, somehow got hooked up with a, uh, a pass it, and not in the press box, but in one of the suites at the Unidome for oh, nice. that one. So got to have some beers at halftime and wow. before the game. So that was nice. Everything was good but that game. And Joe Flacco, there was buzz about him going into the game. Mm-hmm. Some people think he's going to be a first-rounder, you know, those kind of conversations. Remember the Courier that week leading up to it? Had a couple of stories about Flacco. And then... What a Super Bowl. That elite, right? Joe Flacco. Yeah. That's always conversation. Where is he now? The Jets? Is that where he is? I think the Jets or the Giants? 0.4%. Thank you. Somebody did the math for me. Perfect. Flacco is currently with the Jets. Jets. Good pull. Good pull. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see. Anyways, let's get into the team of the day, mm-hmm. shall we? Roshan Corporation. We're going to speak with Michael Swain, by the way, coming up. And who is Michael Swain? He is the newbie. He took over Alex Halstead's spot at CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 Sports. Alex has done a terrific job of building up that uh, site. Now Michael Swain comes in. He most recently was with 24-7, but covering the Jayhawks. He's a Bay Area guy, uh, and Michael Swain is going to join Trent and I as he gets set to cover Iowa State, and we'll do so as soon as... Well, as soon as there's something to cover, right? Oh, right, yeah. We we need something to actually be happening. In you know, order you know to and Iowa State's just fine that there's that they're on the spotlight here. Right, right. <laughs> let's, let, let's be honest. Let it all all winds blow east. That is completely <laughs> fine with them. This season, well, Iowa did get them during the regular season of this one. Iowa the State. Sixteen seventeen? The sixteen seventeen year and just looking through it, remembering, you know, those memories start to pop in and how disjointed at times this team was. A ton of talent. Uh-huh. He got Monte Morris back for his senior year. A lot of people felt like he had an opportunity, maybe his junior year, to go and be probably a second-round draft pick if he was going to go. But he comes back, a healthy Nazmi Nas Long, Deontay Burton, Matt Thomas. He got Donovan Jackson. This is a good team. Not a real deep team. And I think maybe that's something that played in. But early on, they uh, they went to the tournament in Orlando. This was directly on Thanksgiving. I remember watching the game. I think it was the second game that they played there uh, against Miami. I think that was actually on Thanksgiving Day, if I remember. Was it? It was like 11 a.m. tip, something like that. It was before the football got started, so at least the first half before football took over. Before the Lions got beat. Before the Lions got beat. Played Gonzaga in the championship game. Close game, went down Uh to the wire. Lost to Cincinnati after that. Lost that Iowa game. They're sitting at 6-3. and Preseason top 20 team fall out of the rankings, and, and it took them all the way until the last week of the regular season before they got back into the rankings. Think of that. With that, all that talent, right. wow. not in the top 25 from basically the first week of December into March. Yeah, and they clearly had some big wins in that time, mm-hmm. but uh, once you fall like that, it's like you said, it's going to take you in, and obviously you need some help in front of you. If you're going to move back in, somebody's got to move back out. One of my favorite uh, games of this season, the first highlight package that we have, we get into January, and this is a part of this season that continues. Get off to a good start. They beat Texas Tech to begin uh, the uh, the Big 12 play, a comeback victory there as 
well, we get known very well with these teams throughout this era of Iowa State basketball that comes back. They beat Texas Tech, lose to Baylor, beat Texas and Oklahoma State. And that State. Baylor team was a uh, highly ranked Baylor yes. team. Ranked second in the country what at the time really and lost know? by two uh, down at Farrell Center. But after that, they lose two more games, including TCU. Anytime mm-hmm. you lose to TCU, you're scratching your head. Right. Lose it home to Kansas, reeling a little bit. They go down to Oklahoma, a good Oklahoma team themselves. They're down 19 points in the first half. Hmm. Come right back. Get back into it. I think they're down four at the half. But this one goes into overtime. It goes into double overtime, in fact. But the long-range shooting, a big part of it. Here's Naz Mitru Long. Mitru Long for the tie. How about that? That's the one that helps send it into (laughs) overtime. The second overtime we go... Is that Bob Vashusen? It was Vashusen. Good call as Donovan Jackson helps out from deep. Donovan Jackson starts off (laughs) overtime number two with the second three. As I'm watching through this game and pulling some highlights, uh, one thing stepped out to me. Boy, even with a good Oklahoma team, Oklahoma basketball student section, they stink. They really do. There's nobody that no, shows up. Likewise. Them in Texas. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? And Oklahoma State, too, is not what it once well, it was. Once was, absolutely. Right. That place used to be oh, a bear. Oklahoma City Thunder killed them. People yeah, say basketball for both the Sooners, who Fair point. never is one of those places you think of as an incredibly difficult venue, mm-hmm. but Stillwater was with both those programs mm-hmm. and where Stillwater's located, where Norman is compared Weird to Oklahoma City. camera angle watching yes. games from there. The high up. Yes. That That's Gallagher Iba. Mm-hmm. They come back, get the win in that one against Oklahoma, and uh, in, end the skid at two games as they win at 92-87. Another memory, they played the SEC Big 12 Challenge that year mm-hmm. at Vandy in that weird court. Not yeah, where very, the players sit underneath the basket. Yes, and not a good Vandy team, and they lose that yeah. one too. It felt like maybe this team... Going to underachieve? Oh, certainly underachieve. Then they lose to West Virginia, a good West Virginia team, and they go to Kansas. This team is inconsistent. They're 13-8 and at the time, 5-4. and They've already lost at home in their opportunity against Kansas. I wonder how many points they got that night. Oh, double digits? Close. Nine and a half, maybe yes, something. Close. Eight and a half, right in that range. Well, they weren't listening to us. <laughs> they get it done down there, including Monte Morris, as they're down again in this one. Down by nine in the second half. Here come the Cyclones. As Jackson went back door but couldn't handle the alley-oop. Morris for three. Yes! It's a four-point game with 11 and a half minutes to go. The comeback trail is on there, but this is the one that Cyclone fans will remember. Proves to be the dagger. Donovan Jackson again. Still a one-point lead for Iowa State. Morris drives it at him. Slips it to the corner. Donovan Jackson. Knocks down a three! (laughs) Who's the color guy? Is it for sure? It's probably got to be Freya, doesn't it? It seems like he's a, he's at every Big 12 yeah, big game. Seemingly. He, uh, didn't get the, the he didn't get the Ames this year for the first he time in a long yeah. time. And we knew that before the season mm-hmm. that he wasn't scheduled to come there. Maybe uh, something that we should have known about that squad. So mention after that, they write the shift. They get going. Now they lose the next game against Texas. But then from there, they win six straight Lose in the regular season finale at West Virginia, but come to the Big 12 tournament. So West Virginia got them twice that year? They did, yeah. Lost both games to West Virginia, but we'll hear from the Mountaineers a little bit later. There's as still they one go to, to go, City. is there not? Beat Okie State, the four seed. That's what Iowa State is. Beat Oklahoma State in the opening round by nine. Beat TCU in the semifinals, who pulled a huge upset in uh, the first round against Kansas. Remember that quarterfinal game when TCU got them and setting up Iowa State instead of Kansas? 
We get Iowa State TCU, a different kind of environment yeah, you, inside you the think? Sprint Center for that one. We go to the championship game. It is West Virginia who did get them twice, and it became the Deontay Burton show. That was only the fourth team foul on West Virginia, so still two more to give. And I think you've got to give them quickly. The lob. That one from Naz Meacher Long basically put it away the 6'5". Naz? Yeah. No, no, Burton. Oh, Burton, 6'6". 6'6". Long arms. Put some ups. And absolutely, that athletic ability. Not your prototypical power forward, but that dude could play in a big, big way. No, you know what? I don't think he was 6'6". I'm going to say you're probably right, 6'5". Here's the final call as another championship for Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament. How about that for a culmination mm. of the Big 12 tournament? 99th career victory for Monte Morris. Matt Thomas, also a part of that, though he was injured for a time. So I guess, I wonder how they work that out. If you're on the roster, but you're hurt, do you get to be an all-time winner like Monte sure. Morris was? Yeah, you think so. But Monte Morris, a big part of those four years. Let's go to the NCAA tournament. Iowa State again. Is this the Purdue game you've got? The Purdue game. I told you early in the program today, I just thought they were going to be good. Well, before uh-huh. that, I do got one highlight, well, a couple of highlights again from Burton against Nevada as they win this. Another weird game that I just didn't remember that vividly until I was going through it. Iowa State gets off to a big start. Nevada comes back. Get off to another good lead. They're up 8, 12, 14 at one point. Nevada kept coming back, but too much Burton in this one. What a terrific run down in Atlanta. <laughs> One of one of two guys is it with 50 steals and 40 blocks. So he does a lot of things out on the floor, including dunk. The Milwaukee guys leading the way for Iowa State. I think Nevada's going to have to score with Iowa State. I don't think they can stop them. Burton has a rejection. That block shot. The velocity coming off that one had to be 80 miles an hour. He just swatted it right into the floor. What a special talent. He really is. They get the win there, setting up the, well, it all has to come to an end at some point, unfortunately, for the Cyclone team and that great group of seniors. It's against the Boilermakers. The floor on Thompson, Morris, step back, triple, Monte spins out. Purdue is back in the Sweet 16. You know who was? Uh, I mean, we, you mentioned Swanigan early, of course, uh, Edwards. It was Haas in that game that had That's the right. game, yes. right? I mean, yeah, he's seven one. He's going to be. He's going to be a factor. You would think, but he was. You know, you know what you're going to get from Swanigan and from Edwards, and yeah, what could have been. Deontay uh, Burton was unbelievable. Roshan Corporation, Trent, tell us about him. Roshan Corporation can help you out with small and big projects. You see them working a lot of those big projects. In fact, they've worked on a lot of projects up at Iowa State University. You see them doing schools, but they can help you out with small projects as well. Roshan Corporation of Iowa, our presenting sponsor of what we do here.
year, twice a week, our great teams in state history. All right, there's a new kid on the block covering Iowa State. His name is Michael Swain. He took over for our friend Alex Halstead. We'll have our first opportunity to visit with him when we come back after this quick timeout. Michael Swain, Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports. He joins Trent and I next. Uh, Randy Wayhofer still to come for, uh, from the Iowa Cubs. It's Miller and Condon till noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106.3. Situations. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO with you here until noon. Randy Wayhofer coming up in about. Oh, 10, 12, 14 minutes, somewhere in that neighborhood right now. Uh, we've uh, teased it all day long. He is Michael Swain. He joins the program. He's joined 20, well, he's been with 24-7 Sports, but he's taken over the helm of CycloneAlert.com. Michael joins us. Michael, along with Trent Condon, my name is Ken Miller. Thank you for coming on. How you doing, Michael Swain? I'm doing good. Thank you guys so much for uh, having me on. I'm really excited. No, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, glad that you've uh, taken over. Uh, Alex Halstead, who, to be to be honest, really took that site. I'm sure you're aware of your predecessor there. Really took that site to you know some levels that hadn't been seen in some time. He did a nice job. I guess what I'm saying, Michael, the pressure's on. Oh, 100%. I know I have big shoes to fill here, um, and I'm doing my best to try and work my way through and try and meet the standard um, that Alex definitely set here. You know, I think when I look at what he was able to accomplish, you look at some of the recruiting stuff, you know, being able to build great relationships with people at Iowa State, but also people just in the community as well. Um, and that's my end goal is to be able to, you know, be a part of this community and to feel like you guys will accept me as a part of this community as well. Well, we're, we're certainly hopeful for that, Michael. And as you uh, finish up, you told me right before we came on, you're in Lawrence. That's where you were at a college, finishing up there. Got a lease with your apartment through July, and then it'll be decision time. It's such an interesting, obviously, period that everybody is going through right now. But even making a move during this time mm-hmm. and, and what that entails, it, it's got to be a difficult decision. So either moving up to Ames, moving to Des Moines, and, and making the commute. I know Alex and Dylan Montz, who was on the beat, that's something that they did coupled with you know for football at least initially you can just make the drive up and and at least make the games every single time so still some decisions in front of you what you're going to be able to do making the move definitely and that's gonna it's all going to depend on the entire pandemic and how we kind of look at that first week of august um i can assure people out there that that won't change our coverage at all um press conferences anything like that that does happen we'll have great coverage of that on the website um, even for games, like it's not too long of a drive. If I need to stay here for an extra month, you know, into September, I got no problem making that, you know, two and a half, three hour drive, uh, you know, up to Ames just for the game. Um, these games are important and hopefully, you know, we will have college football this fall. Um, I, I really hope so. I think right now signs are pointing towards having it. But with this entire thing, you just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, when you look from afar at Iowa State prior to uh, to getting the gig uh, covering Iowa State, uh, just what were some of your thoughts when you know when the position came open and uh, you were started to think, you know, I, I know this about Iowa State, I know these things, and maybe I can, you know, d- develop uh, develop that even further. What were from afar? What were some of your thoughts on Iowa State? Well, I think the first thing that stands out right now is the football program and where it's at. I, I've been lucky enough to kind of keep a close eye 
in terms of what's going on in the recruiting trail because there are several prospects that Iowa State's been recruiting um, that Kansas has offered or been on um, at points in their own recruitments. So from afar, being able to see what Matt Campbell and his staff have done on the recruiting trail, you know, coming into Kansas and taking guys like Jalen Noel, you know, out of Kansas' backyard and Missouri's backyard and being able to secure those guys with, you know, solid commits and even landing him over uh, Nebraska as well. That really stood out to me. But in, in addition, I know the basketball program didn't have a great year last year, but I think about the two seasons prior, you know, um, the Monte Morris year and then with Mariel Shayok, you know, Halliburton and uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, that team was really good. And Steve Prom, when he has a lot of talent on the team, has shown that he can get those teams to the NCAA tournament and buy for a, you know, a, a Big 12 title. Now, of course, with the roster turnover this offseason and some of the questions going into the season about who could start where, you know, it may be a little bit different of a season this year, but I think in the long term, I think there's still reason to be somewhat encouraged about what Steve Prom could do if they can get it together on the recruiting trail and land some prospects in 2021. Well, we'll help you out with the first part. You don't want to, you know, upset any Cyclone fans. It is Prome, rhymes with Rome. Prome. The, the t-shirts were made, yeah, because when, when I first started, when he was hired, what was that, a summer five years ago now, uh, we were the exact same way. He said in his introductory press conference, yeah, Prome rhymes with Rome. And uh, there, there's your first uh, little nugget as you continue on the beat. You know, this summer, it's been about all these transfers. They're trying to build the roster. He's trying to, to get guys in there. And a name that a lot of people thought he had a great chance of getting was Booth Gotch, who comes in from Utah, ultimately decides to stay home. He was a Minnesota kid, and he's going to be with Patino's boys up in Minnesota. But uh, just another one, as you go through the recruiting, you go through these transfer names, it's had to be a very frustrating season for Cyclone basketball and Proman company. Definitely. And I think, and for those um, shameless plugs here, um, we did cover a little bit of where Iowa State could go next after missing out on, on Gotch. And it honestly, with the two scholarships they have available, they do have a, a lot of options, but it's just a question of what they'll actually end up pursuing. You know, do they end up taking another graduate transfer guard um, to maybe help bolster for the backcourt? But you look at the transfer portal right now, there's not a ton of names that could be instant impact guys as graduate transfers. Do they take a sit-out transfer? Um, and then what happens with Tyler Harris's waiver? If he's able to get that waiver, I think it relieves a lot of pressure for this season of needing to land an extra guard. Um, but even in the long term, you know, what Steve Prohm and the staff do up until school starts and enrollment begins in August um, will be really fascinating. I know that you got to uh, spend a lot of time in a pretty special arena in its own right, uh, in, uh, covering Kansas as you did. Uh, th- this one here in Ames, when when Prohm's got him going, and you know, th- there's something about this building uh, that just when when Trent and I have been looking back at some of the uh, better teams over the last couple of decades, there's something about Hilton Coliseum, uh, Hilton Magic. Although it was it had it took the year off, to be fair. Uh, when when it comes out, it is it is unbelievable you're part of and to be even if you're just watching it on TV, it just jumps through the television screen. I have to imagine you're looking forward to Hilton. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I've actually been up a couple times to uh, games up there. I remember in 2017-18, my first year covering Kansas, I went up to the KU-Iowa State game, and I remember the atmosphere being great there. Um, you know, that was when Devontae Graham was a senior. Um, and, and for me, I think the thing that stands out is that noise. And I think it is one of the better arenas in the Big 12. I heard you guys mention, you know, in the last segment, talking about Oklahoma State and Texas, it's not like that. You know, it gets rocking. And I've been there and experienced it um, when it has been like that. And I'm super excited 
you know, to hopefully get back in there when we have fans, uh, hopefully in the future. Fair point, yeah. Michael, a question for you. Uh, We were talking a little bit earlier in the hour about our look back at the 2016-17 Iowa State team and their win at Kansas, one of the biggest, certainly, of that season. First of all, just the environment inside. If people haven't been, describe it for you as you were a student being able to be in that great student section. And then secondly, what led you to Kansas? You're a Bay Area kid. What decided you're going to come out here to the heartland? Um, I'll start with the Kansas part and what led me there. Um, my dad, back in 2008, filled out a uh, NCAA tournament bracket for his work. And he had Kansas winning it. And when Kansas made the national championship, it was um, appointment television and I had to watch and of course as a kid you're super influenced by winning and Kansas won the national championship that year and ever since then I kind of continue to follow them now you know what led me there it's got a good journalism school I've got a lot of family out here in the Midwest too so it wasn't necessarily like I'm going too far away from home um, but as for being a part of that game back in 2016-17 I still that's probably one of the quietest I've ever heard Alan Fieldhouse um mm. I'll always remember, you know, Burton just absolutely going nuts from three. Um, I went back and watched a little bit of the game earlier this morning, and something that stood out to me was just how many threes he made. And I didn't necessarily realize that um, he was a good three-point shooter because at the time, as a freshman, I didn't necessarily know a ton about the Big 12. And all of a sudden, you know, from my perspective, this guy who's got long arms, not necessarily super tall, but is just draining threes from all over. And then you got Nazma Trulong, who also is just making deep threes. And just in general, that's got to be the quietest I've heard on Fieldhouse outside of maybe KU's loss to Oklahoma State at home in 2018. But that was still one of my first experiences. I think that was actually my first loss that I watched down on Fieldhouse, too. Hmm. It was a 54-game winning streak. Is that what it was? He's unbelievable. Michael, we are out of time. Thank you for popping on. Great to to meet you uh, over the radio for the first time. I look forward to getting up here. Look forward to having you on uh, more as we get into the football and you're at the uh, covering the press conferences and the games. And we look forward to uh, developing a relationship with the new guy at 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com, Michael Swain. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. Good to talk to you. All right, that will uh, do it for that segment. We're going to head down to Principal Park. Randy Wayho for a few minutes late. Just want to get the Randy. The gates are opening at noon, so we oh okay. We got to get Randy in and out of here. Who did you say uh, is the early game at one o'clock today? It is Links. Baxter against Colonesto. There you go. That is your game at 1 o'clock today. Gates open at noon for that one. The nightcap tonight, a doubleheader between between Des Moines Lincoln and Dowling Catholic. Good stuff. Uh, Randy Wayho for next Miller and Condon until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Full details. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final segment here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Let's go to Principal Park. Randy Wayhofer is there. Gates open in 18 minutes. Colonesco, Baxter, and then tonight, Lincoln, Dowling. That is a double dip getting underway at 5 o'clock. Parking is free. Concession stand open. I think the nightcap is an $8 get-in, uh, but we've got high school baseball down at Principal Park. We've got college all-star games, and then we'll get into August and what may happen there, but let's get Randy right away as he's about to get busy. Randy, Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on, Randy Wayhofer. How are you? 
Good guys, how are you? I'm good, fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, Trent and I talked about this on Monday. In addition to the game, we were talking that there's got to be a spring in the step of just the staff over at Principal Park because baseball is what you guys do. And until Monday, had not been able to do so in 2020. Uh, it was great to see high school baseball, but I'm assuming it was a, it was a pretty good day to go to work. It was. It was. Yeah, there was lots of, of folks thanking us for opening up and, and hosting the games. Certainly, lots of family on the two-ticket rule for a game played at anyone's home field gives a lot of extra family an opportunity to to, to see kids play uh, this year too. So there was a lot of people with a lot of nice compliments and and thanking us. And I, you know, my consistent answer was it was nice to have work to do uh, <laughs> again too for us. Uh, and, and and I think you're right. We, there is some excitement and. Uh, talk to me again in a couple of weeks when not only we're working games but cleaning the stadium and doing all the uh, – <laughs> this is essentially a single-A operation for the time being yeah. instead of a triple-A operation, but um, it, it, that's part of the fun of it. No doubt. I saw you uh, – I was getting a little food in between games on Monday night, and there you were scanning tickets. So you're you're wearing a lot of different hats over there trying to keep everything running. <laughs> uh, t- tell us about some of the other activities that you're doing that maybe you're not exactly used to anymore. Yeah, I ran the manual scoreboard for a couple of innings. There you go. Field, uh, on Monday, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got Alex doing the the PA just so we can have a microphone in front of front of him, nice. uh, so he doesn't you know kind of get any ner- uh, twitches going uh, throughout the the whole thing. But yeah, we've got uh, from you know working the front desk to ushering to hosing seats and wiping down seats, and you know we zip tied eight thousand seats last mm. week, so that was a whole Jeez. a whole team effort to allow for. Uh, the the right social distancing and, and to create an atmosphere that not only allows uh, people to come have some fun but uh, feel good about what they're doing too. Speaking of feeling good, the the players, Randy, just to get that opportunity to play in a Triple A ballpark and a really nice one at that has to be quite a thrill. I'm assuming that uh, you know I get you're only a couple of days into it now, uh, but some of the some of the feedback from the coaches from the uh, players, just an opportunity to play and to you know to try and hit one out to left or park one in the bleachers and right. Uh, it's a little more daunting, I'm assuming, for some of these high school guys. But I'm guessing that their feedback. Is has been nothing but positive. Yeah, we had a really nice email from the head coach at Tri-County who was part of the first game on Monday, uh, you know, not only for for hosting the event, but uh, noticing the extra steps and the sanitizing we did in the dugout to meet all the guidelines. And, um, you know, we, we, we're taking very seriously all the guidelines and the rules that the state, the city, and, and the Department of Public Health uh, want us to follow to make this uh, something so that they noticed on, on both of those things. I did I did see one of the kids in the second game. I I didn't see a lot of it because I was at the gate. But somebody hit one pretty good to right, and the wind was blowing in. I, I chuckled a little bit because I knew exactly what was going through that kid's head <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> as he went back to the dugout. Yeah, shaking his head an opportunity. Want to remember that for the rest uh, of his life. Randy Wayhover is here. Randy, is, uh, as I said earlier in the program, you and I spoke off air uh, prior to, to, uh, to this morning, and you had mentioned to me that the citizenship event that you guys hold annually at Principal Park where, you know, uh, Newly sworn American citizens are are out on the um, uh, on the grass at Principal Park. Usually around, I think it's usually around July the fourth that you guys do this. Even though there won't be, you know, AAA baseball, you're still going to go ahead with the event and and give those new American citizens uh, quite a first day as an American. Yeah, actually, next week is kind of citizenship week, uh, Monday through Thursday next week in the North Parking Lot. 
uh, court officers will be set up, and there will be a drive-through uh, <laughs> citizenship for those who, who have qualified. Uh, and then on Friday, we'll have an on-field ceremony. So a week from Friday on the 26th, uh, starting at 11 a.m., Judge Pratt will be here, and we will hold that court session that would normally be involved in our July 3rd or 4th holiday fireworks game uh, the, the last 10 years, I think, okay. maybe 11 now that, that, that we've done it. Uh, that will be open to the public at no charge. Uh, there, it's kind of a no-frills kind of thing. Uh, but uh, if you're interested uh, in, in seeing what that process looks like, uh, you know, we'll we'll have the stadium clean and uh, and and the seating bowl open for you to come in and and, and find a spot to uh, observe that activity going on. It, Judge Pratt uh, does such a wonderful job. He's the only one I've ever seen do it. So I don't mm. know if that's standard. I, I suspect not. Getting to know him just a little bit uh, over the years, uh, the 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 speech that he gives, the talk that he gives, um, uh, is is obviously a, a big deal for those folks uh, becoming U.S. citizens and being naturalized that day. But for all of us, it's a good reminder of, of what America stands for and is. Well said. Randy, uh, looking back to Monday and now looking forward to today and the rest of the schedule that you guys currently have play in place, what did you guys learn on Monday night? What uh, changes, if any, are you looking to implement today and going forward after your first run through a couple of two nights ago? We felt pretty good about the things that we had in place. Uh, we've added some more signage and, and some more um, things to match up with the marks on the floor of where to stand for the concession line. Uh, you know, it, I think anytime you're, uh, maybe we took for granted slightly how used to people were standing on those marks at the grocery store or other places that you go. And certainly in a big building like this, you're looking up and looking around. Uh, so we've added some signs. We haven't really changed a lot of the flow, just try to communicate it better. We've uh, spent the morning printing and laminating uh, visual representations of what seats are open in every section and having those at the stairwells. So as you walk up, you can see uh, there's people sitting in all those spots. Uh, I'll, I'll move on to the next one uh, and to try to help people visualize the seating chart before they get up into the rows and, and look for that open seat. So uh, we've just tried to add a little bit more detail, uh, I think, to the plans that we came up with. Uh, you know, but overall, you know, we had more than enough room to take care of the crowd on Monday, uh, uh, and 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 things overall went went really well. Uh, Randy, uh, two here at the same time because we know you're busy, and we'll get you out of here on these. Uh, so help us out. Uh, the local college all stars are going to take the stage at Principal Park, but then this coming Sunday, Father's Day, uh, an opportunity to catch on the field, have a catch with Dad. Just uh, I mean, who you know, I'll never forget playing catch with my dad. It, it's something special, right? It's something you'll always you'll always remember. In most cases, uh, but this is an opportunity to do so at Principal Park. How about those two events, Randy? We'll let you take tickets sure the the college all-star series we've got i think about 11 dates uh and this is a collection of local players who play current our current college baseball players around the country that are from the metro area or from the state there's a handful of other players who have remained in iowa after their uh school semester ended uh, that might be from some other places but are playing at iowa schools and we've got about five or six from the university of iowa uh we've got schools representative uh represented from central and uh, Drake and, and places all over the place uh, close to us. So um, we'll, there'll, there'll be some noteworthy players, seven-inning doubleheaders, similar to the high school games, uh, except a, a step up in the level of baseball. And because it's not a high school event, uh, we can sell uh, canned beer uh, for those games also. Mm. Uh, so that'll be Friday and Saturday are the first two dates. 
and then more into July for the rest of those. Um, uh, and that's all on our website. Those are doubleheaders starting at 5 o'clock. And then this Sunday, uh, we know it would just be overflowing uh, if it was wide open to play right. catch on Sunday. So it is a purchase uh, ticket for $25 per person. You get Dad's picture up on the video board with a personalized message that we'll pause when you come to a station and, and get your picture taken with it when you're here. We'll let probably 75 to 100 people on the field at a time to play catch. That includes uh, a hot dog or a brat, chips and a drink uh, for everybody in the group. Kids four and under are free, uh, but food's not included. We'll have some nachos and beer and popcorn and extra things that you can buy too. So uh, there's a food package rolled in. We're limiting it at 500 people. That is live on our website at iowacubs.com to buy your tickets to come out uh, so that we can make sure we can provide a special opportunity, an exclusive opportunity, uh, and also do it uh, with all the right safety practices and social distancing in place and, and keep control of the numbers. Randy, we'll let you get to work once we get into July. We'll talk about what's coming up in August, including a potential uh, moving a restaurant out onto the field, which would be a pretty <laughs> cool event. Uh, some work to do before that, but Randy, thank you as always. Uh, have fun down there. Say hi to Sam and the crew. We'll talk to you soon, Randy. Will do. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Randy Wayhofer uh, joining us from Principal Park. All right, the updated odds at the, to win the Big 12 are out. Oh, I like this. All look. right. I'm, I'm hands up, not trip typing, nothing. Oklahoma is your favorite at three to two. Uh, pretty close, uh, six to five. All so right, all right. It's a little, uh, t- second choice is actually three to two. The Texas Longhorns. They are. Who's third? Your third choice is the Iowa State Cyclones. No, it's not. The Oklahoma State yes, Cowboys. Seven to one. I don't like that price. I don't either. I don't think that's enough. I like it at twelve to one. I like it at twelve to one too, but I don't want it seven. Not paying that. What uh Iowa State is the fourth choice at ten to one. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen okay. to one. And then TCU. Uh, TCU and Baylor, 25 to 1. K State, Texas Tech, and West Virginia, 80. If you like those Jayhawks, <laughs> get them at 500 to 1. Well, I've done worse things with my money. Not much worse, but 500 to 1 on Kansas. TCU, 25 to 1? 25 to 1. I kind of like that. I'm price. with you. I'm with you. If I'm looking for a longer shot, uh-huh. that's where I would be investing. I, I, I mean, a lot of folks are. Uh, I don't have a quarterback. I'm not selling Duggan short. He got so beat up. Too Absolutely last year. true freshman. Yes, yeah. I I think twenty five to one. That's the play as mm-hmm. a better. Um, Oklahoma State's too short at seven to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma is Oklahoma. Texas, Texas. They're always going to be the favorites at least most years. So uh, that's uh, that's from Sportsbook USA. Just let me say this again. <laughs> I, I answer the phone during the break, right? Yeah. You, you take a little right. So I, I answer the phone usually during the break, and somebody called and said they, they were listening in the first segment mm-hmm. when, you know, I reported what blue check marks, and many of them did, that what was going on at Orlando International Airport. After the governor of the state of Florida came out and uh, during his press conference and said 260 people out of 500 tested positive for Orlando Airport. So I talked to a guy who's in his car. <laughs> With his family, oh no! Driving to the airport, the Eastern Iowa Airport, to get on a plane to go where? Orlando, Orlando. <laughs> and subsequently, the governor's assistant has come up and had to do a cleanup because the governor misread. It's actually two people, not two sixty, not two sixty, two deuce, right? As Five. in the number after one. <laughs> so I mean. 
I'm out of that COVID business. Yeah. No more. I could, no I'm, more numbers? There's a, just a story that came out on K-State. You can find it for yourself. Don't want to divulge I numbers? Don't. don't want to get in trouble for it. I mean, I, I, I apologize to the guy. I, and he was nice. Yeah. I mean, he was he was nice. But And we appreciate you listening. And appreciate you listening while you drive over with your family. Have a wonderful vacation. Uh, but man, oh man, oh man. Mask up. Yeah, as he said he is. He said it was uh, 50 to 60 um, at the airport, 50%, 60% of the people in mm-hmm. the terminal. So we'll see on the plane. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for our show today for the most part. I got a uh, couple of other numbers You when you trigger those Big 12. I got an email yesterday from Jimmy Shapiro, who sends out these odds from time to time. And who's he with now? Is, I mean, he's, is, he, is he doing something on his own? I I'm trying to find like even what his email address is and seeing if it's with the company, uh, anything like that. Not seeing anything. Okay, Zucker Media Group, I guess, is what it is. Whatever Zucker Media Group is, mm-hmm. but these odds: Will there be an MLB season? Yes, minus two fifty. Okay, no plus one seventy five. Okay, how many games? This was the intriguing. It's got to be. There's got to be like a block, right? Yep. Under fifty, over fifty. What is it? It is fifty or less. Yes. 51 to 65 or 66 or more? Uh, 51 to 65? Yep. I'll go in there. What would I get? 5 to 8. 5 to 8. Pretty slight. Yeah, that is. that seems like that's probably... 50 or less, 9 to 4. Mm-hmm. Probably where my bet would be. Okay. What else has he got? Because he, has, he comes 66 up with, or more. He comes up with these weird props. Has he got yes. any others? Uh, will Kaepernick sign with the team before the regular season? Yes. Plus 200. No, minus 300. Take the plus money on that one. Yeah. If there ever is going to be a year. Murph and Andy at 2, Fanatics at 4. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. It's morning rush time. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 and 106.3 KX.